Welcome to the Momgasm Podcast. Blending motherhood, self-connection, sensuality, and pleasure. Normalizing what it means to be a mother and a sexual being. Welcome back to a new episode of the Momgasm Podcast. In this week's episode, we had a conversation with the amazing and incomparable Megan Clark. Megan is a plus-size model here in Halifax, a designer, and a body acceptance advocate. With Megan, we discussed how she navigates a society that is intentionally built for smaller people, and what happens when you don't fit those parameters that society deems fit and healthy. We gabbed about toxic diet culture, the obsession of losing weight, and altering our bodies to fit society's expectations. And then Megan finished the episode with a fucking epic challenge for you, our listeners. We break it all down and, of course, find some time to get weird in between the truth bombs. So get comfy, turn it up, and enjoy. Excited to have you here. Thanks. Oh my god. But actually, genuinely super fucking pumped. Don't mind this. You just like <laughs> microphone. Just Look at our giant object, our phallic <laughs> mic with its sock condom. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, so fucking delightful. He never brought me the salad dressing. It's on there. Oh, he put it on there. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, we got this. <laughs> Diet culture. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my dear God. Oh, my dear God. Oh, my dear God. Okay, anyway, we're going to get on track soon, I swear. Okay. Maybe, maybe not. Fuck, who knows what's going to happen. But <laughs> first and foremost, I am so pumped that you're here. And I want to thank oh, you yeah. for, like, being willing to spend your evening with us with, like, zero prep work, last minute. Mm, uh, yeah, you really pulled this together. <laughs> thank <laughs> you for doing that. I was just like, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. So so for those that are listening to this and are like, that's where I'm really confused. Yeah. Uh, out of fucking nowhere today we were talking about what we wanted to do as a podcast mm. and we we're like i don't know there's so many different topics yeah what do you want to talk about today? what's going on and one of the things that you had suggested was like body image diet culture yeah the beauty and diet industry yeah yeah and like how how existing within the industry in the way that it currently is Mm -hmm. can drastically affect our sexual identity, um, our, our self image Mm -hmm. and ultimately our sex lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So we were talking about this and we were like, we know this is going to get into like a big diet culture conversation and a fat phobia conversation and I was like, that's great and all. I could talk about this until the cows come home. But I feel like we, one of the things that we want to do with this podcast is like make space for people that, that actively are living and experiencing these things and have so much 
more experience in understanding what it's like to live in this space Mm -hmm. that we can, we will never understand with the, the situation that we live in and the bodies that we currently have Mm -hmm. right now. And yeah. Anyway, does that make sense? No, absolutely. And thank you guys for thinking like that because so many people don't. And I think it's so important when we're talking about people um, in marginalized bodies to acknowledge our privilege. Yeah. Even, even when, I mean, you cannot be a woman and not have body image issues. I don't care what yeah. size you are. That is absolutely true. But when you're living in a body that not only you're taught to hate, but you're also taught that the world hates. Yes. It's just a little bit harder, I find. Um, and it's not, it's not a pissing contest. Nope. You know, it's not who suffers more, but I still think it's important. Like, yes, I live in a, in a fat body and I have a hard time accessing, accessing certain things, but I am white. I am straight. I am you know, I guess middle class. I don't know what the middle class is anymore. Neither do Um, I. Fuck. (laughs) But, you know, I have food on my table and a roof over my head. And, you know, I walk through the world every day. I, I have a challenging time in my body, but there's so much more privilege that I have. So Mm. I think that it's important that we all acknowledge, you know, each our privilege, our privilege when we're talking mm-hmm. with others, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. And, and it's important in like recognizing your privilege, especially if you have a platform where you want to be expanding and having these conversations and sharing messages that not only you share from your perspective, but you make space for others to share from their perspective as mm-hmm. well. And like use your platform for that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, we can't, we can't sit here as two thin privileged white women and talk about what it's like to exist in a larger body or yeah. like the kind of um, oppression and like limitation that somebody would experience just in having a larger body. And again, yes, like we all feel that pressure and, and that shame and um, manipulation mm-hmm. that is this diet and beauty industry in some way, shape, or form, but there's so much, for me, it was an eye-opening experience in recognizing that privilege and being like, holy fuck, if I have it this bad, if I'm struggling this much, what is it for, what is it like for people where this entire establishment is not built for them? And not just like the health and beauty industry, but like fucking what it's like to show up at a doctor's appointment or to go shopping or to be constantly slapped in the face that you're, you're not enough or that you need to. Absolutely. Like I can't even, I can't even. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I don't even, I guess now I'm more aware. um, But I used to go to places and just expect that I could sit down because I just figured that that was a normal thing if you went to. So one time in particular, we went to the Halifax Forum for um, WWE with our, our son. And we bought it for him for a passing gift. And it was a really 
you know, great moment. I was a WWSN when it was yeah. WWF. Yeah. And it was just an exciting thing to want to share with him. And I had never been to the Halifax Forum before. And uh, we showed up and I couldn't fit in the seats. And I was insanely uncomfortable. I was fighting back tears because it was so painful trying to sit there. And all while trying to not let him know that I was upset because I didn't want to spoil the Mm. night for him. And I knew that if I went... Uh, Jeff, my partner, said to me, you know, did you want to go out in the car or like, what can I do to help you be more comfortable? And I said, no, like if I leave, Patrick's going to be upset. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's hard when those things happen. And we went to PEI for a wrestling tournament with him and the same thing. And I actually have pictures of that on my Instagram, um, how bruised my hips were after oh. that weekend. And there was nowhere else for me to sit in an arena like that. Um, there was no options of chairs without arms. And, I mean, the arms are so stupid anyway. Oh, I know. Anyone to put their arms on. Yeah. <laughs> they're not armrests at all. I've always wanted to sit in this awkward, precarious <laughs> position right? and had my, like, elbows digging into the frame. And it's like, like, I, I can't even imagine all of the thoughts and emotions that are going through your head experiencing something like that. Like, yeah, it's, it's panic at first. It's embarrassment. It's, um, you kind of feel invisible. Mm. Like there's no place for me here. And I mean, the size doesn't matter, but just to put it into perspective, I am a two to three X on bottom. Well, plus sizes go up to like six, seven X. I can't imagine what living in a body like that would be because I struggle so much at a two and three X. And I just, it breaks my heart to know that, you know, others are going through this at an even more extreme degree than I am. And, you know, roller coasters aren't an option for me anymore. Um, you know, the the fair, the carnival that comes was just in, um, I think it was, there was one just in Dartmouth. Yeah. And, you know, I just wanted to go so bad. And I don't know whether, I don't know what rides I can ride mm-hmm. and what rides I can't. And the only way to know, unfortunately, is to try. Yeah. And when you try to get into something, like a go-karts are bad for me. Um, if I try to get into one and... I can't, then it's the walk of shame away from, you know, the go-kart. And it's just so hard. And it's things you don't think about. Um, Restaurants with chair arms. Doctor's offices are famous for having chairs with arms. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I can't, I can't fit in them. Even my, my counselor's office, the chairs have arms. What? And it's just, it's so frustrating. At work, I have to, um, you know, make sure I get the chair without the arms if we're in the conference room. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't blame anybody. People don't, if people don't live it, they don't always think it. Yeah. Like, or think of it as an issue at all. Even in, even in this very short conversation that we've had, I've already, 
been smacked in the face so many times and with the thought of like i would never in a million years think about that the fair yeah. Rack, yeah, like i never in a million years would i even imagine that being a foreseeable issue for me like never in yeah. my life will i ever actually i don't fucking know i all of this could change anytime yeah. it's what bodies do Shocking. yeah totally <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um but for now, like in this place that I'm in right now, like never will I ever have to have even remotely close to not only that concern of having to have the thought of like, what if the mm-hmm. uh, chairs have arms? What if the ride strap won't close over me? Mm-hmm. What if? And then have to actually live it mm-hmm. and go and have that experience. Like you said, like that walk of shame, that walking away yeah. into defeat, like this physically is not built for me like I am not safe or allowed in this space yeah even even hammocks something you would never think of I couldn't find a hammock that like could hold my weight and I was just thinking like the hell (laughs) that's ridiculous yeah yeah things you don't like oh camping chairs oh my god I found a camping chair that holds my weight and is like comfortable and I'm winning summer. Like that's awesome. It's amazing. I take it everywhere with me. But it's like but it's like you you have that like insane gratitude and excitement in having this camping chair and never in my life will I ever have that experience because I can get any shitty fucking camping chair that I want. Yeah. And to me it will always just be a shitty fucking camping chair. (laughs) I'm privileged to shit to sit to shit. To shit in a camping chair of any size. Any size camping chair, Lindsay will shit in. <laughs> Podcast just took a turn, ladies. We got into the kink section. Oh, my God. <laughs> but really, I mean, I'm torn between celebrating that I just got a camping chair that can fit my ass and being so angry that I have to look that hard for one. That's yeah. unreal. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> fucked. I know. I'm having, like, a moment here. I'm just, like, thinking of all these times. Where I've like, been completely ignorant. Fuck. Yeah. So here's yeah. an here's an interesting thing. So I mean, like I can only imagine how that would play on you, and and how um, that constant inner dialogue, mm-hmm. and also external dialogue, because that's shit that like you're that's getting projected your way every single day. Yeah. Um, just in your existence and living yeah. a society that is yeah. built for a very small select frame or build of human Mm -hmm. so fucked um and not only that's only built for a very small like frame and human but like that's intentionally built to tell you perpetually that you are unhealthy and you're lazy and you are et cetera et cetera et cetera like how the fuck how the actual fuck can somebody exist in that space and not have every area of their life impacted? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. You know, Jeff often looks at me and he says, I don't know how you do it. And he just, he sees me exist in the world. That's not made 
for my body and he just he can't imagine what it feels like mm. oh sorry i didn't think i was gonna no cry. you don't have to apologize at all <laughs> like this is thank you for being so vulnerable <laughs> seriously like i this it's so important that we're talking about this yes because how many of us as conscious and like well-read as we may be or well-intentioned as we may be are out there not recognizing how much pain and toxicity and fat phobia that is built into our system, let alone like racism and classism and like all of that. Ableism. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, I'm running out of the words because <laughs> I'm high. Absolutely. But it's like, <laughs> holy shit, I have so much more both rage mm-hmm. and like One of the respect that makes... and admiration yeah. for every human being that is living in a world that's literally not built for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how much courage and strength and determination and like sheer fucking awesomeness to just be right. When you're constantly being told not to. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm so, so lucky that my parents, they just, you know, they told me I was amazing and beautiful and I could do anything. And I believe that. And I still believe that um, today. Like, just tell me I can't do something and watch mm. me fucking blow it out of the water. Mm. But, you know, I was so lucky that I had that upbringing. And I, I just can't help but think of all the people that don't. Um, when I think about how much therapy it's taken me to get to a place mm. where I can tackle those things not every day because I can't every day no nobody Um, there's a lot of times when I sit things out or um yeah I just I just can't imagine the people who don't have the means to get the counseling or do the work or have the support I'm Mm -hmm. just I'm so grateful that I have all that um Mm -hmm. because it's still hard so you know, for those people who don't have any of those supports that I have, I think, you know, people always say, well, just lose the weight or stop being so lazy or, you know, but it's so hard. Like you can't walk into a gym in a fat body and not be stared at. Mm. And if you're not interested, which I found out uh, last year, if you're not interested in losing weight when you're at a gym, fat people really are no interest to them. Mm. Um, One gym in particular I found bad for that. And I just, I'm so much more than their fucking success story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you only look out for fat people in your gym, when they, want to transform themselves mm-hmm. to make you look better unreal um i think i think there's a really important conversation that needs to be had um 
for those of us that might be in like the personal development wellness space Mm -hmm. that has every good intention in the world, but is doing a whole bunch of fucking harm. Mm -hmm. Like there, so I, and I'm 100% guilty of this, right? And it kills me. It kills me how backwards my thinking was Mm -hmm. and how I was like promoting things for health and wellness, Mm -hmm. but health and wellness as in losing weight. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, it, like I kick myself now thinking back to some of the stuff that I had posted, but it's, it's so not even just normalized, but celebrated this notion of losing weight at Ugh. any size, any size, oh any part of your life, anything, anything. You can't do any. You can't do anything that people will applaud you for more. You could feed ten thousand starving children, and you would not get as many post likes and shares and congratulations as you do when you lose weight. And it's fucked. It's so fucked. Oh my god. Yes. So true. Uh, there was a point, um, uh, I remember years ago, um, Ollie and I, uh, I remember, uh, this was at a point in my life where I was getting really into feminism and things like that. And every time that I would go to a grocery store and I'd be waiting in line to pay for my stuff, you know, the magazines are always facing and they're always like, lose weight, lose weight, look yeah. at this, lose weight, lose weight. <laughs> every time I was in a checkout lane, I would reverse every single. Oh, that's amazing. Magazine. And I, I, I just, I couldn't handle anymore. And I was just like, if this makes me want to throw up, I hope that by doing this, the next woman or man behind me in line is going to see this and be like, oh, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. yeah, Or person. Thank God. I don't have to be bombarded while I'm buying my food while, you know, whatever it may be bombarded with, you need to lose weight. You need to lose weight. Like I fucking Mm -hmm. hate those. And it's, um, yeah. It's, it's, it, yeah, it doesn't matter who you are or what, or what point you are in your life. I find between women, women, I, in my family and my circles, the number one conversation is losing weight. When you're together, yeah. you, one of you says, I lost five pounds. Do I look fat? Do you think I look fat? It's, I, why is that always one of the first or- topics we talk about? Or so I didn't eat lunch so I could have this. Yeah. Ah, I was good today. Yeah. I was good today now I'm gonna have this. I'll work it off tomorrow. Yeah, like, it, and perhaps I, I, I do have the privilege. I am not. A, I'm not in a larger body. I have the privilege of not having to think about my weight because it's not thrown at me every day. I'm not having to think about. It. I'm not having to think about what you have to go through every well, you're day. Not getting, but, you're not getting told every day that if you don't lose weight, you're going to die. Exactly. But it. But uh, the thing that bothers me is that I. Uh, women are so much more than our weight. Women are so much more than our bodies. Than our bodies. We have so much more to offer in this world. We have so much more to talk about. Together as women, we have so much more to share to celebrate, to gain from one another than the size of our bodies. And or the sh- like, yeah. Oh, and that's, uh, I, yeah. And I, I'm, I just, I am so over the conversation and I, I, I just, 
and by having these conversations where we just keep perpetuating this belief that we need to be smaller, 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 smaller. Well, it's because they want to keep women small yep. in general as a whole. Mm-hmm. It's, if, we're, if we're too busy worrying about our weight and the way we look and how clean our house is and how fucking amazing our kids are because we're mm-hmm. the best soccer moms we can be, mm-hmm. then we, we won't be running the world. Right? And I, Bam. And I won't be like, in the boardrooms. We won't yes. be you know, that's the thing. I feel like this also won't be in government. This also ties into the pleasure conversation so much because for years and years and years and years and years, women's sexuality has been oppressed because again, when we're in pleasure, when we're enjoying pleasure, we are in our power. Yeah. So this is just another Mm -hmm. way where it's, we're getting repeatedly told that we need to diminish ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Stop focusing on what's up here in your head and start focusing on what's on the outside. What mm. is your appearance like in this world? Because that's all apparently that matters as a woman is your appearance. Which is very not true. But I mean, I, I shouldn't just say it's just women because it's not. It's definitely no. not just women. It's, no. You know? No, and, and Jeff and I have that conversation a lot. And, uh, you know, he... He's not, um, he's not in a small body and somehow it's a bit easier for men out in society, but, um, it still really affects them and they're not allowed to be vulnerable about it. Mm, There you go. Which is a huge problem. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, Jeff and I had a lot of conversations about that and, I think sometimes he feels like there's just not a lot of support out there for men mm. because they're not supposed to be vulnerable. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's tough too. It's a tough thing to navigate. I think for I think it's a tough thing to navigate for men mm. for sure. Oh, this was actually something I was talking about with Ollie the other night. Um Oliver is wanting to like join some kind of class or something to meet other men. He's noticing that he doesn't have enough social socializing with men in his life. And he wants to have, as he puts it, like a sacred brotherhood. And he was like, so I was saying, we were trying to think about, you know, different things that he could go and do. And it's like every kind of activity that's geared for men is geared in a sense that it's only showing your, your strength your your you know your raw masculinity but it's not concentrated on showing sharing your feelings mm. sharing yeah. your vulnerabilities your sensitivities and so yeah. all and I were talking he's like because that's what I want like I want to be able to work alongside a man doing whatever that may be like with you know sports or something but at the afterwards I want to be able to have a vulnerable sensitive conversation where we can really share how we're feeling how life mm-hmm. is affecting us because yeah. that isn't encouraged in men whatsoever not at all no but <laughs> okay, I mean, that's good Ball is fucking fantastic. <laughs> i know right i told you <laughs> we have gotten high before this i think we did <laughs> we definitely got really high before this yeah we did because that's we also did. why we I, I haven't even fucking introduced you yet oh, fuck. oh yeah that's hilarious <laughs> we just kind of went right into it <laughs> Do they even know my name? I don't even think they do even know your name. (laughs) I'm just some random. (laughs) 
<laughs> creepy fan who that's actually gonna be the title of this episode random <laughs> creepy fan <laughs> part one part one <laughs> oh that's amazing <laughs> oh my god just like eating snacks <laughs> making some unintentional oh, asmr <laughs> asmr baby I think my stomach gurgled earlier, if that counts. Yeah. <laughs> I totally, in the episode we recorded before this, I burped to start you really did. loudly. Yeah, it was epic. It was pretty great. It was all bottom end. All bottom end. <laughs> You're all bottom end. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> it is. I would, I would be 100% okay with being a lot of bottom ends. <laughs> Oh, I like it on the bottom end. Um, That's the better question. What do you mean? Like anal? Yeah, I know, but we already talked about this today, technically. We did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Just another day at mom, Gasm. <laughs> so we're talking about fucking fat phobia, diet culture, end up on bottom end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In your own words, because I like I've been connected with you for a little while, not that mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. Really not that long. Short but vivacious relationship. Yeah, I feel like it's been like forever, but it hasn't been long at all. It really hasn't. So we no. um we've been following each other for I don't maybe like six months. Maybe yeah. Maybe somewhere around there. Uh, I was like, who is this fucking badass, amazing woman who's doing all this like gorgeous plus size photography mm. and like boudoir magic? Like, what <laughs> the fuck is this awesome goddess up to? I didn't know her. Um, and then you started like liking on my shit, and I was liking on your shit. And then we finally got to get together and like do that shoot on your birthday. Yes, it was so fun. So much fun. And then you yeah. occasionally like whistle at me in your car. Yes, I did. When I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> I talked to Sarah in a dressing room at yes! Old <laughs> And now we're like, okay, universe is like, get this bitch on your show. Yeah, yeah it was totally meant to be. It's yeah. so meant to be. So in your words, what, what, how would you introduce your fucking magnificence and awesomeness? So I'm obviously 100% that bitch. Um. <laughs> the greatest introduction so far. Right? <laughs> so... My name is Megan Clark, and I actually am from Newfoundland originally, and I've been here for about four years, and I am a pet stylist, I'm a plus-size model, I design clothes, um, I design plus-size clothes, um, I do a lot of things. I am just such a creative person, I just like dabbling in everything um and I actually work at a company that makes knee braces right now oh cool and I'm super stoked because we have knee braces for larger bodies which (gasps) is a big thing that I was so happy when I went to work there that the sizes have increased since I've been working there and um yeah, it's, it's such a great place to work, but that's it. I'm a stepmom. Um, 
My son's 11, so I've been in his life for about four and a half years, I guess. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's amazing, and I'm obsessed with poodles, and I don't know what else to say besides that. (laughs) (laughs) Solid. It's a solid and that's a oh, way better course. intro than mine. Fuck. You know, I'm Sarah and uh, <laughs> uh, that's it. I got some babies. I should say that I model with Soli Productions um, here in Halifax. And they are an amazing amazing agency. And um, it's all about diversity. Awesome. And it's so refreshing. It's great. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, we need more of that. Right? Fuck absolutely. It. Right? We okay. really, I think, like, I, I, it's you, funny. I feel like some people will potentially listen to this episode or, like, see the title for this episode and be like, oh, fuck. Now we're talking about this shit again. Because it's very, yeah. like, it's, it's, we're actively and collectively getting our feathers ruffled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In all of the best ways, but in all of the incredibly uncomfortable ways right now. Like having these conversations about um, how systemically racist and oh, totally racist and fat phobic mm-hmm. and all of the isms that our society and world is built on. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of toxicity that's getting called out right now, mm-hmm. which is, it's a hard conversation to have. Mm-hmm. And I mean, before, before we got on this um, call with you, we, we were talking about this. We were talking about planning our retreat and wanting to make sure that we're very intentional with like our language and in setting the tone for what is okay and not okay right out of the gate as far as what people are saying in Mm -hmm. the space that we're creating and I know that this stuff is annoying and I know it's uncomfortable and I know it's frustrating but that's important like it's it's important for those with privilege to be uncomfortable because those who don't have privilege have been uncomfortable for far too fucking long oh absolutely yeah and I mean we are all systemically we are all racist we are all fat phobic it is just so ingrained in our culture in our society and people need to stop getting defensive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know it it just blows my mind and I guess you know we were all there at one point because we just we evolve you know we've we've all had that moment of like well I'm not fat phobic like Mm. I can't believe they're saying that or, you know, a lot of people. I'm not a racist. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but you know, when I, when I did my deep dive into personal growth, probably four years back, I started to realize that it's, it's in our culture. It's impossible to escape from it. And, but if you're someone that is trying to, be better and grow as a person mm. and fight back um, that systemic um, toxic, toxicity that's in our culture, then they're not talking about you. Mm. They're not talking about you when they, you know, 
call people fat phobic. And if, if you're making a conscious effort to correct that stuff within your own life, then you have no reason to be defensive. Also, you know, it's support. I think support it's people. I think it's also important, like if you're getting called out on something, mm-hmm. I know there's that like immediate you want to defend your choice. And a lot of the times there's that conversation around intention over impact. Mm-hmm. Like I can have the best intention in the world and come from the purest place and still cause a lot of fucking harm. And yeah. if I don't recognize that harm that I'm causing, even if I'm helping a handful of people grow mm-hmm. and expand, mm-hmm. it's really important that I look at, okay, well, who is that handful of people that I'm helping? Are they the same race, age, class, etc.? body as me mm-hmm. uh, and the people who are not, maybe that's who I need to start looking at and taking more seriously. And how much more could not only I benefit, but other people benefit in what I'm doing if I actually take the time to sit back and recognize my bias yeah. and start to unpack and shift to make more space for more people. Because it's not about taking something away from those of us that are privileged. And I think that's sometimes how individuals might feel, like they're getting personally attacked or like Mm -hmm. they're doing something wrong or Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's, I don't think it's about that at all. It's about recognizing where the power is and opening the door so other people can stand in that with you. Mm -hmm. And there's so much more power in doing that, in making the space and allowing people to share and having a greater impact by a healthier, positive impact mm-hmm. by not just clinging to intention, but saying, what is that um, intention? What impact is that creating? And is it positive? Um, mm-hmm. or, or could it be enhanced in some way? And it's not me that's getting criticized. It's the system that I grew up in mm-hmm. that's exactly. getting actively yeah. dismantled. It's not me personally being a douchebag or a racist, no, I'm living out and playing out that conversation, that systemic conversation that has been bred into me. Mm -hmm. And now I'm having the opportunity to have that mirror held up to, oh, fuck, let's look at this and look at the problematic shit and actually start to remove it and make my own choices and my own decisions and my own understanding Versus just buying into what's been sold to me. Yeah, exactly. What's being Mm -hmm. handed to you on a silver platter. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, when, when we know better, we do better. Yes. So, you know, you were talking about how you used to put things out that, you know, were damaging. Well, you know, that was, that was past Lindsay. And man, she was now, you know, better. So you do better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I always say that I'm a ever evolving hypocrite because Yes, if I, I love that. You know, you know, we're all, you know, I want to be a hypocrite because that means I'm growing. If yes. I change my mind about something, that's probably because, you know, my mind has been opened and my knowledge is expanding, my acceptance is expanding. Mm, and, I love that. You know, to me, call me a hypocrite because I'm totally, totally ever evolving. Yeah, I love that. That's, and I think it's important. I think even in recognizing like that systemic, the systemic toxicity that, oh fuck, I had a really good thought and now it's slipping away. No, come back. To have compassion, like to have compassion for yourself 
too. Like there have been moments where yes. I've really been hard on myself in like past advertising that I've done in like sharing my own struggles with like weight loss and fat phobia and like that mm-hmm. fucking weird body shame conversation of like, it's not enough. You're not enough. You need to do this mm-hmm. in order to do that. Or the, again, coming back to like intention over impact conversation of my quest to help people be healthier and doing it in the most fat phobic way possible without ever realizing it Yeah. until I stopped doing it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fuck, shit. Was that ever my intention? No, not at all. Not in a million fucking years. So it's important that I have compassion for myself in that space. I'm like, oh, fuck, bitch, you didn't know. But damn, don't do that again. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I mean, this notion that to be healthy, you have to be thin is just what people don't realize is it hurts both sides. So if I walk into a doctor's office and they look at me and automatically assume that I'm unhealthy, then that means you're walking into a doctor's office and they're automatically assuming you're healthy, you're thin, you know, you're the picture of, you know, thinness is health is health. Mm. And it hurts both sides. That's what people Mm. don't understand. We should all be fighting for equality in the medical system Mm -hmm. because it just doesn't hurt one party. Mm -hmm. And it's, there's, I don't know, like words. Um, We're very stuck on this notion that there is a one size fits all. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, how in the fuck did we ever get there? Like, I don't understand, I don't understand uh, other than like power control Mm -hmm. and things that to me make zero sense. Cause I'm like, why would we ever want a society like this? But other than that, other than like keeping people small, why did we ever say this is the picture of health? This is what everyone needs to be. Otherwise they're not enough for this society that we are living in or creating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not one size fits all. We are a vast variety and sea of beautifully individualized people and mm-hmm. humans and cultures. And, like, fuck, why can't we be in a space that not only honors that individuality, but fucking mm-hmm. celebrates it and makes room for celebrating it? And I think that's what people are trying to actively bring to the forefront with all of these hard conversations and having to sit down and dismantle what it is that we have been living for a really long time. Yeah. And I've, I've found like over the last year, there's been, there is a shift happening now in um, the images that are being sold to us every day, whether it be magazines or what you see in catalogs or in the stores, advertising, whatever they're shifting the ideal of what a regular person looks like Mm. right now it's just everybody like i was looking at the ikea catalog yesterday and the families in it that they were depicting were like an asian daughter a black father an indian mother and then they had uh, a grandmother living with them and i was like this is amazing yeah this is incredible to just be sharing like to be putting a focus on different dynamics of people of just people existing in the world instead of just one type of person existing in the world here's, which is a white person Swedish yeah oh, I was, was gonna say yeah <laughs> 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 very thin right? Swedish. 
white family with perfect speed yeah. and perfect everything now it's like there's now a broader spectrum and who was it adidas i think it was adidas they 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 they're mannequins no it was Rihanna. Nike. no it was nike nike and i think rihanna she has um mannequins too and her new fenty stores and yeah they're changing their mannequins and a whole bunch of people are up like our poor about it like, this is minds over it right yeah and it's like well what people people fuck? were really angry about the nike one because it was fucking workout gear because god forbid a fat person oh should work out god. but we're supposed to lose weight Lindsay. we're supposed <laughs> to lose weight it but is. then there's so many, so like me back in the day was selling this like, do it for your health and not your size. Weight loss is a bonus, which sometimes that is the truth. Sometimes mm-hmm. you will make lifestyle adjustments and you'll start moving your body more because you enjoy moving your body mm-hmm. because it's fun. You yeah. start fucking more. You start mm-hmm. fucking lose weight. Lose weight. <laughs> 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 Fucking loses. What did I say? Lose weights. <laughs> oh my god! Wait a fucking just total my. Oh really? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so bad. Wow. Okay. Sorry. I was on a tangent there for a minute. That's okay. All I can see this advertise is just like <laughs> fuck today, lose weight tomorrow, or some shit. <laughs> Was that what you were trying to get out of here about? I think so. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep us fucking lose weights. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> what is wrong with your brain? Oh, man. Hi. Oh, hi. Cannabis. Hi. <laughs> I'm going to walk on my brain. Oh, my God. Okay. What, do I, what was I saying? I was on this, like, super impassionate rampage um, you can about... fuck to lose weight or no not fuck no, healthy. Okay, no you fuck, fuck more you fuck not more when you have more energy that, how that like yeah i was selling the um do it for your health right you're losing weight too yay kind of thing mm-hmm. where that could be true right. for some people in like mm-hmm. moving more because i'm i'm genuinely enjoying a movement practice and i like getting mm-hmm. outside in nature or whatever the fuck movement you enjoy i'm mm-hmm. fucking more so i'm like enjoy, enjoying the shit out of that yeah i'm like being more mindful or i'm eating intuitively and checking in with myself daily and how things physically digest and and shifting mm-hmm. from there like i can i can start doing all those things and it might it may result in weight loss for me. It might not. Either way, doesn't fucking matter. And doesn't they're not matter. synonymous. Like health is not synonymous Ooh, with weight. No. There is no fucking particular size or shape that means you are healthy. Preach. No. Exactly. Well, that's like when people say overweight. I'm like, over what weight? Oh, what yeah. is this overweight? Like, yep. Over what weight? You can't say it's the BMI because that fucking thing wasn't even meant to measure individual weight. That was created by a mathematician to measure a large mass population. It was never meant to be used for an individual. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what is overweight exactly? You know, it's... it's When I was fucked, I'm technically overweight. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Can, yeah. uh, uh, technically, t- what do you mean? Like, like my BMI, 
oh. says I'm overweight. Yeah. Which I'm like, that is the most ridiculous fucking I didn't, thing. I, I knew the body mass index was bullshit, but I didn't know why it was bullshit. So you just yeah. saying that right now, it was in order to, yeah. what was it? Measure it, mass it was, population? Yeah, it was to measure the mass of like a, a population. And it was wow. created by a mathematician. It wasn't even created by a health you wow. know, a practitioner or nutritionist yeah, or, anything. or anything. Wow. And we've just used it for decades. And Ever. Decades. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just insane to me. And, you know, okay, so get this. So recently I was diagnosed with a condition called lipedema. I'll probably um, talk about this. Yeah. So basically, um, there are fat cells in my body that kind of went rogue. And they don't um, respond to diet and exercise. So ever since I was probably 11, I noticed like my waist was teeny tiny. My hips were getting very big. Um, You know, I was constantly um, teased and made fun of. And I just, you know, assumed that it was my shape. And um, anyway, three people, three separate people, two of them being complete strangers, um, came to me in the last few years and said, I think you might have lipedema. So after the third person who happened to live in the freaking UK, what the fuck? Text, like messaged me about it. I said, okay, universe, fine. Like I'll look into it. <laughs> so I did. And so basically it's a condition where your limbs and um, your hips and thighs are out of proportion to the rest of your body. And in 30% of people who have women with lipedema, um, their arms are affected as well. And I'm blessed to be in that 30%. Absolutely blessed. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Yeah. So, but interestingly, interestingly enough, there are so many symptoms that went along with lipedema that I have had trouble with my whole life. Like, um, almost instant bruising, like uh, bruising on my body is just insane. You can poke me and I'll have a bruise. Um, my, my legs and my arms have always been really tender to the touch and people just thought I was being dramatic or, Mm. but it, it, it really does hurt. Like even sometimes light touches with your fingertips can hurt. Um, I was always getting eaten by flies and having really bad reaction to fly bites surprise also a lipedema thing um so there's so many things in my life that um this condition was causing that i didn't know i had so i guess the good news maybe is i know i have it it doesn't really change anything for me um i'll obviously try to manage it because unfortunately it can have you end up in a wheelchair Mm. Um, because when you put on weight, you put on the majority of the weight in, in your limbs. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine as the mm. progresses, the mobility gets harder and harder. Um, but the interesting thing about it is there is a surgery you can get and it is a specialized form of liposuction. So it's not your someone that just got it. Yeah, no way. Yeah. So it's not your typical like liposuction you see on those reality tv mm. shows because because our tissue is so um fibrous that that would just destroy um destroy us so it, it's a special form but um 
the government doesn't cover it because of course like my condition is obviously cosmetic that's ridiculous (laughs) um so they don't cover it doctors won't even really talk about the condition with you um most of them just think it's an excuse for being fat um a lot of them tell you they've never heard of it before a lot of them tell you it's made up um so I started calling around to private places just to see um, what my options were. So I get told that my BMI has to be below 30 in a private clinic to be able to get any type of surgery like that. And then I called somewhere else um, in another province and my BMI had to be below 25. What? (laughs) <laughs> then I started searching for compression garments online and literally all these compression garments were modeled by like women that were thin. <laughs> so I'm thinking even within a disease that causes you to be in a bigger body, there's fat phobia within that. What? And it's just, it's so insane to me. So insane to me. Whoa. So really, they're just yelling at you to not be fat, but there's nowhere that wants to help in any way, not even the doctors. And, and you know, that's like people with knee issues. A lot of times they'll go to the doctor. The doctor will say, well, lose 25 pounds and come back. Yep. Honestly, it's just... It's just as well you tell me to go jump off a bridge at that moment. That is such a defeating feeling. The notion that somebody would choose to exist in a body that makes the world really hard to live in is just ludicrous. Do you think that if they could lose the weight, they wouldn't have lost. They would have lost. Well, it's also, it's also the, the conversation of like, there is a, a large amount of people that sure may lose the weight and quote unquote, look great and be healthy in quotations, mm-hmm. air quotes here. But you don't see the six hours a day that they're literally killing their body Mm-hmm. trying to keep it in that size mm-hmm. and state and the amount of restriction that's happening and like mental issues that are going to be bred from all of this like restriction and control and mm-hmm. fucking constant telling yourself that you're not enough and if you if you lo- if you gain weight or if you aren't actively losing weight that there's something that you're not good enough or there's something wrong with you and it's mm-hmm. like Yes, there are people that that love working out, that are super into bodybuilding, and that whatever, great, go, do you, that's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. Do what you fucking want with your body as long as it's, like, igniting you and, like, Mm -hmm. you're feeling fucking vibrant and whatever. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Do what you want to do. Your body, your choice, your life. Um, But don't fucking kill yourself just so you can fucking fit in a goddamn size or... What's ludicrous is to me is you you have to basically kill yourself. Yes. To for the doctors to to take you seriously. Yeah, absolutely. That, 
I'm, I'm, I'm reeling from this, the, yeah. that the doctors are not taking seriously, not even talking about it. What so the there's, fuck? there's a doctor, um, Dr. Linda Bacon, and she has written, um, two books. Oh my God. And they have left my mind right now. I can't believe that. Um, again, happens come to come back the time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just right, send it to us afterwards. We'll put it in the description or something. Yeah, I will for sure. But she, um, I've listened to pretty much every interview she's done that I could find online. And there's one in particular, she talks about her father and how he had knee issues and she also had knee issues. And, um, Linda Bacon's a very small woman and she was a runner and she went to the doctor and the doctor gave her her exercises for her knees. Her father was a bigger man and he went to the doctor and the doctor told him to lose weight. No exercises, no relief, no, you know, pain management. It was just lose weight. And to me, that's, that's a violation of our human right for healthcare. hundred percent. And it just, it, it makes me so mad sometimes. And, um, it's something that everyone needs to be concerned about and talk about because mm-hmm. it affects There's, absolutely everyone. Well, here's mm-hmm. an interesting, here's an interesting thing that we've like, and this, I will preface this by saying this is like, all of this is a super touchy subject, but like this particularly is a super touchy subject that we've been having a lot of conversations about where like wondering how living in a fat phobic society and like a society with such a high identity and value on physical appearance Mm -hmm. and in the social media day and age that we live in, um, the kinds of pressure that we feel in owning a body and especially as a woman um, or someone who identifies as a woman, feeling the need to alter our body in some way and maybe even to the extent of like surgically altering our body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it's yeah. like getting your boobs done or getting the fucking mommy makeover or getting injections or whatever. And it's not, I'm not here to like shame those who are choosing this for themselves at all. But I really think there needs to be a conversation or even just thought for yourself around is my desire for these things coming because I really want this for myself or is the desire for this coming because I feel this is what's what I need in order to love myself and my body. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. So yes. One of the questions I always ask people is if every billboard that you've seen, if every magazine on the, sh- on the shelves, every movie on the screen, every show on the screen had women with your body type, shape and size, would you still want those implants? Oh. Uh, want to lose weight. Yes. And it literally stops everyone in their tracks. Yes. And so I'm also a trend that I'm seeing happen a lot right now as well, which I I am a little I get a little uncomfortable around is 
it, and again, like I'm this, I am not saying this from a place of judgment or anything. It's really, this is just me voicing a thought that I've had is there's this, there seems to be this movement or this like justification of body modification that's happening right now as a feminist move in mm-hmm. some way or like it's my body and and I have the right to do this and I want this and I'm doing this for me and therefore I should be proud about doing this mm-hmm. putting that message out there that scares the shit out of me if I'm honest mm-hmm. because I worry especially for those that have been preaching body positivity or loving your body the way it is or like or who aren't what? privileged enough to even afford body modification. Yeah. Who just live, who have to live in the body that they have. Yeah. And then they're looking up to people who can't afford body modification. And then they're thinking, oh shit, well, that should be what I should be aspiring to do and la la la, but I can't do it. I can't afford it. And then mm. you feel even more like shit. Right. Or the, But there's also the, the, if you've been following somebody for a long time who's, promoting body positivity and loving yourself the way you are and like all bodies are good bodies and then is going and having elective surgery to change their body. Mm-hmm. What kind of a message or impact is that having to all of the people who have been then following them with the message of I need, I can love my body the way I am, but now you're changing your body because you didn't like it enough. Mm -hmm. I really struggle. I I really struggle with that too. And it's happened to, you know, me personally, just for people I look up to several times of, you think you're on the same page with the person, you know, they inspire you and then they start a weight loss journey and use the, use the excuse I'm doing it for my health Mm. and Mm. it's just so your heart sinks even though you know it's their body and yeah they can do what they want to it yeah totally but this part of you that just sinks yeah you know I found that there's a very very big plus size model um very well known and you know this is I I hesitate to say this because I'm sure people will um, shit on me for it but I feel like every time we have a cheerleader or an advocate in the media on TV they shrink Mm -hmm. they get big like their popularity blows up and Mm -hmm. then they drink Mm -hmm. um stars you know i've seen stars that have put on weight and tried to go on with their career and live in let's face it the body they were probably always supposed to live in Mm -hmm. um and they couldn't because they were ridiculed so much and Mm -hmm. now they're as thin as they were when you know their first album came out Mm -hmm. and just a little part of you as a bigger person kind of like dies when you see those people that you looked up to and felt represented by, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, and it, and it seems to happen every time there's someone. Mm -hmm. 
And, and I thought the other day how under-recognized fucking Queen Latifah is. But she never changed right? for fucking anyone for all yeah. these lives. And I'm thinking, like, why, why did we not hold her higher than we did? Mm. And why don't we still hold her? I'm like, her? she ain't dead. <laughs> no, that's a, no, no. But I mean, when she was really popular. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's still alive, Megan. No. That might have been, oh, I might, I might get beat down for that. Fuck. Uh, Queen Latifah, if you're listening, I'm just kidding, bitch. <laughs> She's obviously listening. Uh, somebody send this to her right fucking well. Um, like, you know, I mean, that's why Lizzo's so... Fuck yes. Lizzo is exactly what the world needs right now. Yep, 100% she, agree. She is just a badass yet vulnerable bitch who knows what she wants knows she's amazing loves herself unapologetic she's yeah and i mean when i seen her rolling stone picture (gasps) oh my god i was just like a woman with a body shape like mine is actually in rolling stone fucking naked i fucking gagged amazing like in the best way yeah so goddamn good yep Mm -hmm. And it's exactly what the world needs right and now. And I'm a skinny ass white bitch and I fucking died. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. can only imagine. Yeah. I can only yeah. imagine. Yeah. Um, I know. I, th- like, and I know, I know that there's, I also kind of want to get into the conversation of, like, um, it is okay to celebrate your friends. Because it sometimes I get like there's that moment of like being afraid to like if somebody is actively on a fitness journey or on a quote unquote health journey or they're doing something uh, and you want to like celebrate them mm-hmm. if they've given you permission to do so that's okay but there's also really great ways to celebrate somebody that has nothing to do with size yeah absolutely. like you're you're what were the yeah. what were the ones there's like some really great non non body compliments yeah it's like you're you're looking or you're super vibrant today i'm loving your mm-hmm. energy mm-hmm. you're like you feel energetic you're glowing you're like there's there's so many different ways that we can celebrate and lift each other up that have nothing to do with our physical appearance whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I think it's really important that we start doing that and just mm-hmm. stop commenting on people's bodies. What? Stop commenting on other people's bodies. What the fuck? Like, I just yep. don't get it. And I'm mm-hmm. from Newfoundland and that is something that is so rampant there. Yeah. Like, it's just everything is oh, you're putting on weight or <laughs> like, oh, it's, it's mm. exhausting. Yeah. And, you know, and when you lose weight, of course, you're like a celebrity. Right. And I just, so this just is stop commenting on each other's bodies. And this, this is something as a mom that I'm actively like trying to break out of the cycle, not only for myself, but for my, for my kids. So after post um, baby number two, I actually shrunk down to a smaller size than I was before I was pregnant because fuck Mm. bodies do weird things. This is the thing that's really cool. Yeah. is like, I'm so thrilled for the most part. Cause again, it's not always, 
But I'm so thrilled that I'm at a point in my life where I genuinely love my body no matter the shape it's taking. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I allow it the space to transform and to fluctuate and to, to shift throughout my cycle, to mm-hmm. shift throughout my existence as a mom and mm-hmm. like not be so caught up in that. Yes, fuck, I still have moments. Um, like I had a really hard week last week with this for some reason. I don't know. Um, but for the most part, it's just like shifting and flexing and flowing and doing what it needs to do. And it's a hundred percent. Okay. And I'm not often thinking about it anymore. I'm like, I want this for everybody. And I know that it is easier for me, a hundred percent easier for me because I happen to, to fall in a smaller body. But what kills me, what fucking kills me is my body apparently right now is existing in a space where it it's thriving and being a little bit smaller. I don't know. Cause I'm nursing. Fuck. Who knows? Who fucking knows? Who cares? But I knew I fucking called it while we were driving to my in-laws place. And I was going to see my partner's father for the first time in a long time. He's Cape Breton old school. Like mm-hmm. just, I knew I was like the first thing out of his fucking mouth is going to be about my weight. <laughs> the first thing out of his fucking mouth is going to be about my weight. Sure enough, sure enough, really? right? The first fucking thing out of his mouth. <laughs> and Alexis was right in front of me. And I, he was like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Are you eating differently? Or are you just working out more? And I yeah. stopped. I said, no, we don't talk about bodies. Mm-hmm. It full stop. He, he was not he was thrilled I don't think he was thrilled in that moment but I was just like I literally was like it. I was yeah. like no we don't talk about bodies mm-hmm. I was like, especially, you have to do that especially mm-hmm. in front of the kids yeah because yep. it's what the fuck is that conversation doing for mm-hmm. her to yeah, hear mm-hmm. that right and yeah. lately yeah mommy is being celebrated for her tiny body or mommy's being celebrated because her body is smaller than it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mommy's so body is at... being celebrated by anybody other than daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, fucking weird too. Especially daddy's daddy. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No. So you say it like that? It is gross. Oh no! I hate that. <laughs> Recognizing that we have the power of like shifting the conversation for mm-hmm. the next generation. Yeah. And the impact mm-hmm. that, that might have. So it's like my hope that for the generation that's coming after us, that some of us are consciously, collectively raising right now, mm-hmm. how fucking free can we help them feel in their bodies, no matter what their bodies are or mm-hmm. shift into or how many times they change? Yeah. To just be free in that and enjoy the process of living without having to think about or question your body mm-hmm. or what it looks like. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Well, my um, my son came home from school um, probably 
think it was in May and he was really upset and he had, he had talked to Jeff about it before he talked to me about it. But apparently they watched a video in health. <laughs> uh Oh, <laughs> you know, it's not going to be good. Fuck. It's never good from health class. No. So they watched a video in health and it was all about, um, BMI oh, fuck off. being healthy and, um, you know, that being overweight is, is not healthy was basically it. And anyway, apparently in the video, they showed a woman that looked like me and someone in the class said something and I can't even remember what it was. Old me would have remembered every word, but good for you. New me don't remember, but, um, New me don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, anyway, he came home crying about it because he was upset that she looked like me and that someone in his class made fun of her because to him, that was Maggie. Yeah. And, um, but one thing I really, really liked was that the health teacher at one point stopped the video and explained to the kids that the BMI isn't always accurate. And he had a friend who was a professional basketball player. So, you know, he was, he was fit. And, um, I guess who knows if he was healthy though. Really? Do we know? Do we ever know? We don't know, but he looked like he was healthy. He was a basketball player. Healthy. Exactly. Steven. (laughs) (laughs) But registered on like, morbidly obese on the BMI so I was really grateful and I wrote the school and um let them know like how grateful I was that the teacher took the time to stop the video and explain that to the to the kids Mm -hmm. like I think that was a huge thing um for them to do and it was an important message to the kids as well Mm -hmm. absolutely and you know I just told Patrick that you know it's okay and that some some people say mean things about about me and my size and other people like me, but it was, it was sad to see he has such a good heart and it was sad to see him upset about that. And yeah. And he's so loving and accepting too. Like we introduced him to drag queens recently and he was fascinated. He would not believe me that they were men. (laughs) No, it's not possible. He was like, no, no way, no way. My daughter and, calls them princesses. Oh, really oh that's awesome. Yeah. And, so, you know, oh we're, trying, no, we're trying our best to raise. That's what you want? That's my phone. Oh, thanks, bitch. <laughs> I got you, boo. Oh, I didn't know where it was. I was so lost. I tried to interrupt you, but it's like, I don't know where it went. It went an hour and 16 minutes without even realizing it was missing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but drag queens i introduced henry to drag queens and uh he'll sometimes when we were watching last season he would sometimes tune in with me and he was just like mommy what are you doing i was like hey, you put on makeup he's like i wear makeup i was like okay little man let's go put on some makeup cool yeah yeah that's what we do he loves putting on makeup so, so super awesome. and kind and sweet i think is what we were saying about yeah. your uh your son yeah exactly so I just think you know try our best to raise them to be accepting Mm. and I just hope there's a lot more of us out there like that 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I just imagine how radically different this world would be. Right. Right. Yeah. And it feels like, it feels like we're on a very both exciting and terrifying time in mm-hmm. space. I agree. Where things are getting incredibly uncomfortable, but have the potential to get so much better. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I agree. Right? Yeah. yeah. A lot of like-minded people are coming together. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, you can feel it happening. Yeah, you um, can. Yeah. There's also mm-hmm. there's also a lot of like different-minded people that are coming together though too. And I think that's creating more room for a collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah. make sense? Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. there's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. been like these pockets of like-minded people that are now starting to merge in the sense that like we weren't talking about fat phobia. We weren't talking about racism in the way that we mm-hmm. needed to and the systemic issues within our systems and to having the conversations about privilege. And now that's starting to break up so that we can come together and be a stronger collective mm-hmm. that's actively yeah. working towards creating a future that's freer for everybody. The pussy force. I like me a pussy force. <laughs> I do like a little force in my pussy sometimes. I'm not going to lie about that. Sometimes I'm like a little uh, gentle. Get ready, world. The pussy force is coming. <laughs> I feel like we could talk about this all night. Like, I feel like we could literally I go know. on and on and on and on and on. Oh, my gosh. We haven't even, like, touched the word fat. Oh, fuck, right? <laughs> like, like so many places. There's so many places. But what so I want to do, what I want to highly encourage, which I think is incredibly important in all of these conversations, is utilizing social media to your benefit in the sense of going and actively following people like yourself, mm-hmm. Maggie, because <laughs> you are starting to actively push the envelope, as they say, and dismantle some of this systemic bullshit and just existing in this also your pictures are fucking gorgeous yes they are and you're fucking gorgeous <laughs> yeah and like i just really think you're rad as fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> so people need to just follow you yep where okay so we, will yeah. put, we will put it in the description but where can people find you um on instagram and um at at mindful maggie well actually it's at mindful underscore maggie um I don't do Facebook because it kills my soul. That's um, that's fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do exist. There is a profile, but I'm just not active. Mm, I love it. Um, yeah, and yeah, Instagram's pretty much where I hang out. Awesome. So, if you're interested in dismantling your inner bullshit, if you just want some rad ass, rad ass, rad ass, some rad ass. <laughs> inspiration and sexiness up in your seeds her day girl so pussy force <laughs> to follow this beautiful fucking human ah this was like Thank the most you. like disjointed amazing agree hilarious deep weird deep philosophical occasionally vulnerable. inappropriate yep fucking awesome <laughs> conversation you rock <laughs> thank you okay i have one more challenge for your listeners yes one more thing i want to say is a challenge so i challenge everyone listening to follow five instagram accounts that make them feel uncomfortable oh yes. yeah so like dig deep if bigger bodies is what makes you feel uncomfortable yes. follow 
five people in bigger bodies. You know, just challenge yourself, push your boundaries. If overt sexuality Mm -hmm. makes you uncomfortable, if nudity makes you uncomfortable, if nursing makes you uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. if periods make you uncomfortable, go follow some free bleeding accounts. Yep. Yep. Real comfortable getting uncomfortable. That's such a good challenge. That is such a good fucking challenge. I love that. And I mean, I've got... I've intentionally got a few people that I follow right now that make me incredibly uncomfortable for the purpose of growing and like yes. stretching my capacity yeah. for understanding yeah. and compassion and really forcing me to sit down every day and be like, what? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, don't obviously jeopardize your own mental health. No. But um, yeah, it's, it's a good exercise. Absolutely. Such a good exercise. And also if you need to unfollow briefly, because you're going yeah. through something. You have that choice. That's that's all cool. Oh, totally. okay. Or just uninstall Instagram yeah. altogether. I oh, go through that's periods a of that. Thing. I'm just like, I can't oh, handle yeah. the world. I just need to go inward for like a good couple weeks and tell the world. Yeah, into my that's bubble. That's yeah. totally fair. Yeah. But that's such a good idea. That's such a good challenge. And I mean, again, it's just giving yourself opportunity to see and hear and understand other people's experiences in the world. And use that as a reflection to look at okay well are these systems yes the systems might be in place for me for me to live a comfortable life but what can we do to change so that everybody can start living that more comfortable free Mm -hmm. life because everybody fucking deserves that we are all inherently worthy Mm-hmm. period so it's about goddamn time we live in a space that actually allows that belief to be true mm-hmm. we are all worthy of love and belonging mm-hmm. so can we like make some goddamn spaces let's do it for that shit with to the happen. pussy force <laughs> that's gonna be one of our shirts isn't it pussy force you're yes. right uh, we'll have leather jackets on the back i'll say pussy force oh jesus christ we're gonna have Bloody leather jackets force. merch you're gonna get the vegan fan at us what's that funny it's leather jackets maybe pleather, no, yeah. except i feel like pleather's terrible for the environment anyway sorry <laughs> the cannabis took over again <laughs> fuck <laughs> fuck thank you so much thank you so much for gifting us your time and thank you so much being random as fuck and mm-hmm. literally doing this with like maybe two hours notice yeah uh we fucking appreciate it i'm i'm actually like really excited for for this episode to me too because i i it's so important it's so valuable uh absolutely and, and i think we've only like touched the surface agree oh god yes like fuck mm-hmm. this is why i'm like people need to to be following um and getting into the conversation where i realized i turned away from the mic that was not smart i'm sorry (laughs) she's gonna yell at me when she's editing this later i'll use the pussy force oh are you i use the pussy force like are you like manipulating things with your pussy energy i feel like you would get in on that conversation let's get the heat and talk about the pussy force I'll stop talking. Okay. Okay. I, you are delightful. We love you, Maggie. Thank you. you. Have <laughs> the best time. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Mom Gasm Podcast. If you haven't already heard, 
Lindsay and I are hosting our first weekend retreat this September 27th to the 29th at Windhorse Farms here in beautiful Nova Scotia. Together, we're going to be cultivating a relaxed and laid back, but also kind of deep space for you to get in touch with your own brand of sexy through a little bit of self-exploration, yoga, art, dance parties, possibly skinny dipping, unhindered conversation. We are going to get to that juicy center. We're going to stoke that fire inside of you, whether it's just simply needing a getaway or maybe you're you're ready to reclaim that wild side inside of you you don't want to miss this chance we only have three spots left so follow the link in our description for more details also have you heard that we're on patreon not sure what it is well patreon is basically a subscription service to receive goodies from us and super secret unreleased episodes If you love what we're doing and want a little bit more of what we're offering and want to be treated like a VIP badass bitch, then this is the best way to support us and receive juicy content. We are super excited to connect with you, our listeners, in a really exclusive way. And it also is the best way to ensure that Lindsay and I keep making juicy content. So hit up the link in our description And also do not forget, if you haven't already, to vote for Momgasm. We have been nominated for the best podcast in Halifax's Best Of Awards. The link is also in our description, so hit it up. And that's it. We love you and catch you next week. Bye.